Hello everyone, we are here for one more episode of our Data and Health podcast. Our guest today is Jan Becker. Jan is the head of GE Healthcare's Edison Accelerator in the EMEA region. Prior to joining GE Healthcare, Jan has held consultancy roles in digital health startups and radiology IT companies. Jan also founded the Get Ready for AI Data Academy, a nonprofit to create awareness and educate children around artificial intelligence. It's such a great pleasure to have you here. I would be delighted to know how did you get involved with healthcare, especially the AI field. Eduardo, thank you very much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks a lot for the invitation. Hey, look, um, and I think you agree. Uh, healthcare is, I mean, at least for me, really a, a fascinating market. Um, it's like the only area where you wake up every day, right? And you feel like you're doing something for millions of people, especially when you when you work in the digital, in the healthcare IT space. And look, when we think about the, the overall situation of healthcare, right? Today, like 80% of data is not structured. And in healthcare for us, that means information that may not be visible, such as doctor's notes, uh, sound forms, um, patient monitoring machines and wearables need to be visible. And I just think that medicine moves to the next level, really, when things like genomics data can be combined with like clinical data, including things like drug interactions and, and the kind of more ambient data that devices like our phones or wearables or medical sensors collect. Um, and, and then look um, like analytics engines, machine learning algorithms and and AI can really put this together in the future in order to find patterns that would not seen before. And I think this is what is just so exciting, so interesting, and this will drive a new paradigm or even, let me call it a revolution in, in medicine. And look, I'm in, in the healthcare informatics industry since about yeah, 15 years, most of the time with quite a strong focus on radiology. And as you know very well, um, this uh, clinical domain is really at the, the forefront of uh, artificial intelligence in healthcare. And this is uh, how I got introduced to this very interesting topic. Amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah, I think uh, radiology is one of the, the main areas where artificial intelligence is really impacting, impacting medicine because we have, uh, for most of the time, uh, digital data. A lot of clinical domains, uh, especially in uh, low resource areas, are mm -hmm. yet on papers. And regarding AI, you are one of the top voices in LinkedIn uh, when talking about AI, especially in healthcare. And <laughs> in your opinion, where are we today in terms of of AI? Where are we now? Where can, can we go? Where were we a couple of years ago? Mm -hmm. So, so Eduardo, um, thank you for, for saying this, but I, I would not call myself a top voice. 
I think there are much more intelligent and smart people out there sharing their opinions, perspectives, and so on. I'm just an avid and curious reader. I, I try to learn and educate myself about this topic. And whenever I find something interesting, right, what, what I read, I, I just share it because I've, I then feel, hey, that's something interesting maybe for other people as well. So this is what I do on LinkedIn. And um, based on this, right, you create new connections, new relationships, you have good conversations. And this is, uh, yeah, this is why I enjoy this platform pretty much at this point in time. Uh, look to your, to your question. Um, thinking about healthcare as an industry and right, and comparing it maybe to, to other industry verticals, I would say um, there are just a few other industries that are as complex and comprehensive and fascinating as, as the healthcare sector. But uh, when we uh, think about um, digital transformation, I would say healthcare is years behind other industries. Um, I think that the healthcare sector can can really learn uh, a lot from from other industries in terms of you know, utilizing digital technology. Um, and one thing is important, right? When we talk about digital transformation, it's not just about technology itself. It's also, of course, about culture, people, process, and there's a lot uh, that needs to be done in, in our space. Um, and look, just recently, uh, th this global health crisis that the world is experiencing right now, COVID-19 is, is putting health uh, systems or healthcare systems across the globe under um, immense pressure and I think also exposed some of their most gapping problems. And this, this crisis that, that, that we face right now, or we have faced the last couple of months, um, also really demonstrated that the critical need to like, reimagine how healthcare is delivered and from my perspective, also accelerated the pace of change. And I would say what would have uh, like taken years previously to implement right in terms of digital health technologies is now sometimes just really taking months. And... Um, thinking about this, I believe we are currently really undergoing like a, maybe it's not the right term, but like a revolution in technology. We are at the doorstep of a transformation in healthcare. Um, and, and look, AI is a good example. Why, why this type of technology has already achieved uh, like a widespread adoption in, in different industries and sectors in our private life, uh, the complexities of, of our domain of healthcare have resulted in slower adoption. And um but, but we are getting there and AI is going to make healthcare technology smart, right? And, and with this, we, we will start the age of true digital health. Amazing, amazing. You say, you say you, you've worked more with radiology since you get involved in, with healthcare. And regarding uh, radiology specific, where are we now? Are we ready for having AI with us, like deployed models? Are we radiologists? We imaging for medicines? Are we ready? That's a great question. So, so look, um, and you, you know this also very well, right? Radiology, um, I think, is uh, is quite an appealing area of focus for AI because, right, radiology images con consist of a specific set of standard, let's say, examinations uh, types or or uh, standard views, as well as some degree of uh, what I would call structural reports. Um, 
in contrast to to like the majority of uh, of the healthcare record, which is unstructured and um, and key information in there and, and diagnosis may exist in, in different areas. So um, this is maybe why AI is so interesting, right? Uh, talk here about computer vision primarily, which is relatively easy to get there. And and look, when we think about uh, radiology in, in general, I think this domain has always been at the like forefront of technology innovation in healthcare. It has always been driven by... Um, by technology and over the years has uh, improved with uh, yeah faster machines, better images, and less radiation. And and those doctors, radiologists, uh, from my point of view, have always been really at the forefront of the digital era in medicine, embracing technology ahead of their peers. And and look, <laughs> when we when we think back, and I'm sure you know the, those conversations and discussions as well, Eduardo. We've we've come a, come a long way from like five years ago or a little longer when some people experts thought leaders predicted ai would replace radiologists and, and you may remember uh, i think it was in 2016 when uh, professor joffrey hinton right like the would call him the godfather of deep learning when he warned ai will likely read medical images better than radiologists um, he was like predicting unemployment across the industry and he was recommending that medical schools should stop radiologists uh, immediately. Luckily, nobody stopped training radiologists like five years ago. Instead, what we see is uh, AI is uh, augmenting the radiologist's intelligence, automating redundancies and optimizing the way um, radiologists practice. And not just saving time, but also enhancing the diagnosis and potentially preventing what could have been an easy miss. Um, and, and look, Eduardo, medical imaging, um, right, for, for all people listening uh, to your podcast, medical imaging has undergone uh, really, I would say, a complete analog to digital transformation over the past probably 25 years, really resulting in an abundance of data that could potentially be utilized to gain new insights. And, and maybe just a, a few numbers I have noted down here for, for all of us. Um, there is an estimated 2 trillion images generated per year worldwide. And this imaging volume translates into uh, 450 petabytes of storage. And look, historically, that has doubled like uh, every five years, even if we see the last couple of years that this is really uh, accelerating. And for medical legal reasons, images in the most countries must be stored for various periods of time. And, and overall, it is estimated that approximately 4.5 exabytes of image data are stored worldwide, so a massive amount. And this, this massive amount of data continues to increase in the medical imaging domain. And, um, and saying this, I mean, radiology has, has moved from, from an subjective perceptual skill to, to an objective science. And look, data have empowered radiologists, but also, I would say, challenged them computationally because of their abundance and complexity. And I would say this has like paved the way for the role of uh, yeah, computers and technology, which extract fine information about tissues invisible to the human eye and process uh, those data quickly and accurately. Um, I think AI, right, in, in radiology, it's impacting this domain much more quickly than, than other fields. And what we see is uh, like an exponential growth of investment in medical imaging AI uh, 
companies and startups the last couple of years. Right, for example, um, in the 2019 uh, Radiological Society of North America annual meeting, the RSNA um, in Chicago at the end of every year, right, the largest uh, radiology gathering in the world, there were like one, more than 170 self-identified radiology AI companies. And, and bottom line, all this, um, all this development activity is is resulting in a large number of AI-based imaging applications in the commercialization pipeline that already have started flooding into the market. And, um, and also, look, when, when we think about adoption in radiology, uh, I'm referring to, a, to a, a study from, I think, 2020 from the American College of Radiology on radiologist uptake of AI uh, in the US shows that clinical adoption of AI has really increased dramatically over the last five years, with uh, 30% of radiologists indicating that they use AI in some capacity, up from actually five years ago. Um, and, and we both know radiologists are using AI for a variety of different tasks, right? Things like uh, image interpretation, work list management, uh, image enhancement, automated measurements, and then, of course, also um, in the non-imaging space on the departmental operations. And um, yeah, I would say this is this is why, uh, or a little bit of explanation why radiology is such an interesting and, and a very agile and vibrant space for this domain right now. But there are a lot of things that need to be done to really get to kind of broad adoption. And uh, I can also talk about this a little bit later on. Yeah, I think you, you have given us a great explanation and experience in how and why AI is changing radiology. And I can see like a different of uh, many other applications and not just in medical imaging and such as like report checking with uh, mm -hmm. natural language processing. I think it's pretty amazing. And yes, uh, it would be amazing if you could uh, talk about why we still have so many barriers yeah. to deploying and having AI as a huge transformation in in healthcare radiology? Can yeah. can, can you give us some examples? Yes, should let let me maybe uh, Eduardo let me pick one example. Um, and look, one of the things we want to achieve with uh, this technology is we want to get to more efficiency and more productivity, right? And um, when we just for now focus on, let's say, the, the, the image, uh, the computer vision side of things, right? So algorithms that analyze uh, radiology images, think about the following, um, right? And I, I think you know this very well. The radiologist is sitting in front of a digital workspace today, right? And using systems that are usually called PACs or uh, yeah, uh, voice recognition systems or, or risk systems in some parts of the world, radiology information systems where the report is created. So radiologists in, in the majority of, uh, of the world, they are already kind of working fully digital when it comes to the reporting or reading workflows. And now what, what we uh, get is on top of those existing systems, they get now those AI algorithms. Right for very niche or narrow and very specific use cases, right? Things like lung nodule detection, detector segmentation, classification, you name them. 
And all of those algorithms that are now coming into the market, right? I just, uh, I think there are already now 170 um, different AI algorithms out there that either have a um, FDA uh, approval or for us here in Europe, a, a CE mark. Uh, they are commercially available. And all of those algorithms coming from a variety of different vendors, right? And all of those vendors of, of those technologies have a different approach to like uh, user interface design, user experience. And um, and I think here we have a, a an area where we need to be very careful, where we need to come up with smart solutions, because what we want to avoid, of course, is that you as a radiologist used to your digital workspace with systems such as PACS, you now get AI algorithms integrated to your, uh, to your PACS, for example, that are very loosely integrated, where um, there's a different user interface whenever you want to use this AI, this specific AI algorithm. You have to maybe initiate it with different mouse clicks and so on and so forth. And when this number of AI algorithms that you are using in your daily workflows is growing, right? There is a risk that due to different user interfaces to different steps in the workflow, you have to initiate things manually somehow, or maybe um, there's a huge risk now that we do not get to the expected, um, let's say, uh, achievements, efficiency, productivity, because it's not tightly and seamlessly integrated. And, and this is the, the point I want to make. We need to, as an industry, we need to partner up, we need to work together across different, uh, let's say, vendors and companies uh, and integrate our technologies as as deeply and as seamless as possible so that, uh, for example, AI results in radiology are really just displayed um, in, uh, seamlessly in the, natively in the packs and the radiologist ha does not have the burden of learning additional user interfaces or applications. And this is something which we have to do to um, get to like broad adoption and acceptance in that field. But of course, that's just one example. I mean, there, there are many other things, right? We need to uh, kind of um, show return of investment for broad adoption. We need to um, fix this, uh, you know, people say this black box problem, right? Explainability is something that is relevant in healthcare or in medicine. Um, just, just to name a few examples. but. Um, the example I, I gave uh, and explained a little bit more in detail, right, um, I think is something very timely, something we have to work on now, where we have to come up with solutions now um, to really enable radiologists to, to use those technologies, to accept them and to not even increase um, uh, uh, yeah, inefficiencies, I would say. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And that was... What I was going to, to ask you about, you said about like collaboration with vendors and, and, and radiologists and all this ecosystem. And what, how do you see like the importance of all those collaborations, not for just that issue, but to drive innovation forward in healthcare? Yeah. I mean, look, that, that's a fantastic point. Um, uh, look, earlier I mentioned, um, Right, uh, the the healthcare, the medicine as a, as an as a vertical as an industry, we are we are years behind other uh, industries in terms of digital transformation. Um, right, this says also COVID nineteen has shown this to us as well. Um, there is now a, a huge interest in our space to kind of move forward, 
get stuff uh, initiated, get digital transformation really going. Um, COVID-19 has been an accelerator for this. And what we see is there are so many things that need to be done in our space that there is not a single big company that can do this on their own. So therefore, what we need to do as an industry, you, we need to join forces, we need to get together, innovators need to get together, need to collaborate, and we need to develop platform, platforms for this. We need to make sure that um, innovative companies uh, can join forces, can build solutions together, um, because this is the way to really speed up things in our domain. And look, um, the, uh, what is also important, especially when we talk about AI, um, yeah, despite the fact that healthcare is really, I would say, a in high interest industry for AI investment, um, AI products in our space, right, compared to, I don't know, automotive, for example, I would say, require more careful design and testing than, than other industries. And, and companies innovating with AI and healthcare need to be prepared to to really invest uh, the, the effort, the time, and their expertise to create products that focus really on the needs of providers and patients. And I would say, unlike previous technology booms in healthcare, here in that specific case of AI, uh, we need a close collaboration also with healthcare providers. And I think this is really foundational for successful AI adoption in our space. And because because um, it's, it's first widely adopted applications in healthcare will be, as I said earlier, will be integrated into clinical workflows really to augment and improve current medical practices to achieve um, higher levels uh, of performance, of speed, of convenience. And the, the innovators who will uh, accomplish uh, those with uh, will, will be the ones with, let's say, the the deepest understanding of existing clinical workflows and who align AI opportunities, and that's important to the to, to the highest value problems. And I think that the first AI innovators to achieve widespread adoption will be those, as I said, seamlessly embedding the technology to augment existing applications and and uh, devices. So we need to get together. We need to collaborate. Right. We need to work in uh, in a kind of open innovation approach together to build solutions um, for, for our sector. I think that's very important, Eduardo. Yes, yes, that, that, that's great. We need those collaborations for future perspectives. And about future, I would like to know uh, your thoughts about the future of AI in healthcare and how the creation of AI awareness and education for healthcare professionals is fundamental for those future needs. Future needs. Good, good questions. Let me split this into like like two answers. Look to the first part, um, or maybe I start with the second part if you don't mind. Education. I think this is critically important, right? Um, earlier I talked about seamless integration. I talked about um, showing return of investment. I talked about uh, uh, other things. So, so let's say, yeah things that that challenge us in terms of adoption education is one of them we need to make sure that uh, healthcare professionals and here i'm not actually just talking about um, the medical doctors i also talk about in radiology about the radiology technologists or technicians of course right because also their workflows in the future will be impacted by artificial intelligence maybe more on the um, process side of things 
but they also have to at least have a basic understanding of this technology. And I think the same applies to many other, um, let's say, specialties in healthcare and all those experts and healthcare professionals need to understand the basics, at least the basics. And therefore, what what needs to happen is that um, this topic of AI, uh, right, a, a basic education needs to be put into uh, the, the medical curriculum, needs to go into the, the training of, of those professionals. And actually, um, right, coming back to how you introduced me um, with uh, this nonprofit, getreadyforai.academy, we, we go even to to schools and uh, right to, to like the, the early stage uh, pupils and 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 educate them right in, in a kind of fun way um, about what AI is right that's something helpful that's something positive but we also need to be careful because it also can harm so so this is what we do and I think um, actually everybody nowadays who ha- who deals with technology in their um, professionalized and, and everybody of us deals with those kind of technologies um, in our private life on our smartphones and so on so we all should have a basic understanding at least to to the other part of your question look um, overall it's when we think about AI and healthcare right we we talk about this and and work in this space in years but it's still early days um, but there is one important thing to know um, Look, when when people think uh, of a of a future period, they intuitively assume that the current rate of progress will continue for future periods, or let's say, in other words, it's uh, it's uh, human nature to adapt to adapt to uh, the changing pace. So our intuition tells us that technology will continue to evolve at the present rate. So our tendency is to like predict the future based on a on a um, uh, linear view of the past. And I think therein lies a trap uh, for us in understanding and and planning for the future, especially in in regard to AI, in in healthcare and in radiology. And let me try to to explain this a little bit further. Look, um, computational power is accelerating at a a much higher rate than the development of, of processor chips. And as a result, we are seeing that um, the performance of AI algorithms are far outpacing Moore's law. And for example, prior to 2012, compute power uh, was like doubling every two years. Um, and and uh, post 2012, compute power has been doubling ev- uh, every, I think, 3.5 months. And and this impact on AI and machine learning is, is astounding in a span of just like 18 months, the time uh, required to train an image recognition neural network fell from three hours to 88 seconds with with no compromise in accuracy. And therefore, look, to, to really understand the future correctly and to understand how, how quickly AI will benefit the field of healthcare or radiology, one needs to imagine things moving at a much faster rate than they are moving now. You need to understand your your uh, viewpoint relative to the velocity of technology change, because what what we perceive as the far future is actually not quite so distant. And if you think about the rate of AI adoption in healthcare, and and your reference is the past, then you might think you are walking up like a, a gentle slope of technology progress, when in fact 
the the far future is coming much sooner than we realize because this is a more realistic viewpoint of where we are right now relative to the availability and utilization of AI in healthcare or in, 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 in imaging. And look, um, there is a there is a growing need for healthcare providers or healthcare institutions to build a strategy how how they can consume or realize AI at scale. And and look, maybe a few more words back to back to the radiology space. I I, I truly believe that uh, radiologists will be um, incredibly well served and and augmented by AI within the next decade. And I think. Um, as said earlier, the threat really isn't that radiologists will be replaced. I think AI could drive the demand for radiological services up dramatically. And, and when at some point when AI is widely adopted, radiologists will be able to spend hopefully more time with things like um, integration, patients, clinical and imaging information, uh, hopefully have more uh, professional interactions, right? Get out of the, the dark reading room, become more visible to patients as well, and really play a, a vital and active role in integrated clinical teams to improve uh, the patient care. And, and most probably, uh, right, um, AI will become a very normal tool, right? Which we maybe not even call AI uh, anymore, right? A normal tool like, the, I don't know, the stethoscope today. And... Uh, I believe it at some point becomes a like a routine component of of clinical practice, making uh, work more satisfying and valued as well, and making radiologists more yeah productive, also quantitative and more precise. And again, uh, I would say machine learning or AI is is no like radiology apocalypse, uh, because look, technology is agnostic. It's it's neither good nor bad. It's what what humans do with it, what really matters. And it gives power, but does not really tell what to do with it. Yeah, it was, I think, an amazing perspective. I think the future is bright and you showed us that. I want to thank your participation at our podcast. I could talk to you like forever about uh, how AI and technology is moving forward with medicine, radiology and health. Uh, it will be always a pleasure to us to have you here as one of our guests. If you want to come back anytime, tell us about more news, more what is going on on AI. Uh, you are always welcome. And for our listeners that want to expand this talk a bit more with you and get up to date on what you are posting, where they can find you, what social medias are you using now, First of all, uh, Eduardo, thank you very much for, for having me. It was really my, my pleasure to be with you today. Look, I mean, you, you can easily find me, just type my name, uh, and I primarily use uh, LinkedIn and Twitter nowadays. So um, reach out, get in touch. Uh, looking forward to have a good conversation about this topic. Thank you, Juan, once again, and our listeners today, and this is the end of our episode. Thank you. <laughs>